Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we are excited to be back with you on this nice wintry day. Well, if it's wintry by you, it's wintry by us, Dave, and we got snow. We just got a fresh snow. Do they have winter in Hawaii? Oh, that's a great question. I'm sure it gets cooler at some point. Okay, I just wondered. You know, at least this year. I mean, even in Florida, they had some snowfall. Yeah, I guess they, is, they have a winter season. Yeah, it's cooler. Yeah, but maybe not like winter, winter where it's like. No, we live in. You just go in the nation and you look at like right where the really cold weather comes. That's us. Yes, if there's a dot right yes, where we're right at. there and it says cold place on earth. I know. I always find it <laughs> funny where like other people like. Like freaking out when it's like, oh no, we're gonna be ten below. You know, don't go anywhere. I'm like, that's like every day in the yeah. winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was one winter in ju- in January where it didn't go above zero. I mean, the high did not go above zero for the month in the years that I've lived here, and and that was one interesting month. And one year, I heat my house with wood. Yeah. And one year, I went through two years of wood. It was so cold that I went through a, a supply of two years that I normally go through to keep warm, and I thought, I ran out of wood. It's the first time in history I ran out of wood during the heating season. Wow. Because you normally try and stay ahead, and it was right. like, oh my goodness. I still was trying to keep up after that. I had to buy a semi-load of wood to just try and keep up now, because right. I used to keep up with it. Right, and now you're getting natural gas. Yeah, now I'm In the go. middle of nowhere, how I about know. that? That's, that's pretty cool. That's weird, yep. That's pretty cool. So, no, that's great. Hey, you know what, I want to talk about money. Money, money, money! Yeah, what's the rest of the song about? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> money yeah who sings it i couldn't tell you do you, do you i know? don't know <laughs> it's not something i normally sing uh, so, can you sing though i can but i just don't because you know i'm trying to focus on one career at this point point. and what's that uh teaching oh i thought you were gonna say rapping no one career because i'm afraid if i'm starting to sing you know people ask me to sing more yeah i yeah. think that was abba that sang that yeah was it yeah, okay. I don't, that was your whoever, genera- whoever. that was your generation. I, I remember them, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you've heard of them. I've, I've heard of them, <laughs> and I'm sure if you played some more of their music, I might know that. Oh yeah, they sang. Oh that. yeah, right. No, yeah, absolutely. But, you know what? I, I it's interesting. And when Jesus talks in the Bible, he talks a lot about money. Does he? He does. Yeah. And and the Bible itself talks a lot about money. It does. Because money has this this power mm-hmm. where you can make money. Take the place of God. Yeah. You can. Where you do things just for money. Right. Let me ask you this. Is it okay to do something just for money? Is it okay? Yeah. Just for money. Just for money. So you you wouldn't do it otherwise. You don't want to do it, but you would do it because someone paid you. Hmm. I don't know if it'd be worth it. Personally. Yeah, you know, not, I mean, unless they said brush your teeth for a thousand dollars, I would brush my teeth. Yeah, you know, I, I would guess, that be wrong? I don't yeah, know. I <laughs> guess that's the, the circumstance, but right. I mean, it, it, it's interesting that some people would do anything for money. Right. I mean, that's there's prostitution out there. There's all kinds of things. Yeah, there's there, lot, there's yeah. people that would do anything for money. For money, and money is the justification for why they do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, let me ask you a couple of questions. Is it evil to be poor? No. Not at all. Is it evil to be rich? No, I wouldn't, no, wouldn't I, say so. So being poor, being rich is not, not a criterion for evil. Right. So, you know, you can't say that the rich people in the world are less evil than the poor people in the world. Right. Or the other way around. Right, right. So money doesn't have anything to do with quality mm-hmm. of relationships. Mm-hmm. In fact, 
those with a lot of money might have more struggles with relationships. Yeah. Doesn't the Bible tell us that the love of money is kind of troublesome? It does. You know, what is that? The love of money is the root of all yeah. evil. I, I don't know. I it's interesting. When, when I talk to people about money, and you know, it's, I'm glad that you and I can have this talk because it's yeah. hard for me to talk to people about money because I am the president of a nonprofit 501c3 organization right. that depends on people's gifts. Right. To, so immediately when I talk money, what do you think people are thinking? That they want them to give. Yeah. Right. So it's almost impossible for me to have a normal conversation. Conversation about money because in the back of their minds, they're like, all right, he's going to ask me to give him money. That's right. Right. And I have had friends who have been um, somewhat wealthy. Right. And pretty much I've tried to sit with them and say, look, if I'm going to be able to share my life with you, yeah. if I'm going to be able to talk about life, you need to give me the freedom to talk about things that are going on in the nonprofit that I'm a part of. Right. And not think that I'm always trying to pick your pocket. Absolutely. So I need to say, you know, we're hoping to get money for scholarship and kids to camp. And we got an old truck that needs replacement or that kind of thing. Because it's just part of my life. This is what I do. Right. It's not like I'm telling you this, hoping that in the back of my mind, you'll feel guilty yeah. of giving money. Because right. honestly, I don't want your money if you don't want to give it. And if, if it's something that you're going to be coerced into doing, I don't. This isn't healthy. Right. Um, but it gets us into this discussion. How much of our money belongs to God. If you're a Christian, how much of your money belongs to God? Right. And I think, I think many of us would almost respond in two ways. We know the right answer, you know, okay. the, the Bible answer saying that, well, it's all God's. Okay. But then I think there's the other side of it. It's like, well, as long as I give my you know, 10% to God. Okay. Well, let me, let me put you on the spot as a young guy. Yeah. The right answer is it's all God's. I mean, we know that right. oh, academically. Absolutely. So do you always live as if it's all God's? We try to, okay. even though at times I'm sure we don't. It's a good answer right. because I think that would be right. I think academically, you're always trying to line up what you academically know. Right, with what you actually do. With what you actually do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a lifelong process. Don't, oh, yeah. Don't beat yourself up for not I mean, being there yet. It's That's being a Jesus follower. Yeah. You know, We all know the right answer. Whether or not we're actually buying into it is a totally right. you know, different and, issue. And the person who begins to say, okay, I'm trying to line this up, they're going to do it right. Right. The, the truth of the matter is, is that all that we have is a gift of God. Right. Our life, our relationships, our money. Absolutely. Our talents. It's all a gift of God. Mm-hmm. And because it's a gift, it's given to us for a reason, because right. he loves us. Mm-hmm. So we respond understanding that, God, you gave this to me, but it's yours. Right. And so that we're concerned as stewards, as somebody who doesn't own it, we're concerned with using it the way God intended it to be used. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, one of the worst things that you can do with money is trust it mm-hmm. because it takes your trust away from God. Right. Um, you're married. How many years you're, you're married? Uh, five, a little over five. Okay. Yeah. And, and you, um, you obviously trust your wife mm-hmm. and she trusts you. Yep. It would be tragic if either of you began not to trust the other person. Mm-hmm. What would make you begin to not trust her? Uh, I, I suppose if it's, you know, something that she it, did. It's all mythical, I understand, but yeah. what, what, would, what would make you begin to not trust her? If there was something that, that was, if showed up to be a lie. Okay, if she would lie to you and you found yeah. out she was lying and it was intentional. Some sort of falsehood, yeah. yeah. Um, if if um, she was trying to manipulate something so that you would not know something about her life and what she's involved in mm-hmm. those things tend to pull you away it 
for some people, they begin to live for, instead of having relationships with the people they live with, they begin to have relationship with their job, right. the people at their work. And, and now it becomes a game mm-hmm. of how much time they spend. Yeah. And these things start to pull them away. Right. I, I think it's important to ask the questions of what would it take? What is it that would keep you from trusting God? What would keep you from it? If you got cancer, could you right. trust God through cancer? Mm-hmm. Um, recently, you had a, a son get sick. Yeah, well, no, a spirit. You had three sons. I was going three sons get sick, then they got better, and then you know they got sick, and one of them got really sick. You yeah. know, with, you know, my youngest is two months, and we were just in the hospital with him for two days with RSV. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I remember there was a, another guy that you and I know really well, and he had his son, and he was here on camp staff, and. And his older son had a, an accident that, that he thought was pretty serious. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it was when he was a young kid. Yeah. He had, he had one when he was older, too, but when he was younger. And I remember sitting and talking with him because he is a good friend. And he, he said, you know, Dave, I was pretty shaken by that. Yeah. I was thinking my son could be lost. Hmm. And he, he was looking at me going, I realized that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm that he was God. Mm, yeah. And and that I didn't really control anything. Right. Because I was sitting there with my hands off and I couldn't control anything. Right. And and I was asking myself, do I really trust in God? Right. And that's a good question to ask. Do that's you really trust right. in God? Right. And when your children get sick like that. Right. That's the time to dive into your own heart and figure out what you actually believe. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Because if you trust in God, it's not that you're not concerned. Right. It's not that you're flippant and just go out for a burger and just whatever happens, happens. That's goofy. Mm-hmm. However, you have this peace. Right. Right. And you realize things like, no, um, this son of mine was given to us as a gift of God. Mm-hmm. He's God's. Right. And he breathes today yep. because God lets him. Yep. And he could stop that right now. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he's a gift right. on loan to us right now. Mm-hmm. That's a different way of looking at it than he's my kid. Right, right. And it's a very selfless. Yeah, and it's a healthier way, by the way. Right. Because that's the way it was intended to be. Right. Now, if I could shift it over to the total mundane compared to that, mm-hmm. money. Right, money. There are people who have allowed money to be something that controls their thinking, mm-hmm. controls their careers, right. controls everything about their life. Right. Everything, excuse me, everything they do is revolved around whether they can make money or please the person they're working for, whatever it might be. And they would even ignore relationships. They would ignore God. Right. They would ignore helping neighbors. They would ignore for money. Right. And I call it they prostitute themselves for money. And it's not really the sexual prostitution, but they, they sell themselves They're willing out to do whatever it takes for the money. To just get money. Right. That's not healthy. No, I wouldn't say that's not healthy at all. I, I really think that God made each person a certain way. And there's, there's people that should be translating the Bible in different African dialects right now. And yeah. we have a friend who's doing that. And there are people that should be working at Fortune 500 companies as the CEO of that. Right, absolutely. And that's God's appointment. Mm-hmm. But it never has anything to do with money. Right. It has to do with following God's plan for your life. Mm-hmm. I would love to try and get our mind frame shifted from 
I'm being responsible because I go out and I work and I earn money and I put give so much to God and I put so much in the bank. And, and so I'm a good person. I, I would like to shift the mind frame to my goal in life is to live the way God created me to live, to do what God gave me to do, and to use my resources the way God intended me to use them. Right. Instead of it's about me and my comfort and my money and I will throw God a token every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, even those guys that have been on television talk about seed money. It's like, you know, you give something to God and, and he'll give you all this stuff back. The reason you gave was not because of love. You right. gave because you you're want. Hoping, you're hoping to get something in it's return. It's a self-centered giving. Right. And there's nothing ever in the Bible that says self-centered giving is going to be blessed of God. Right. It doesn't mean God won't take it and use the money. He could do whatever he wants. Right, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that self-centered giving will ever mm-hmm. be something that benefits the giver because that's not what it's about. No, not at all. Not so, at all. And I think that's, that's very important. I think, it's th- I think this is something that hits home because money is such a prevalent thing in our society because we're such a consumeristic society where there's so much weight on stuff you know, having a, the right look, the right things, you know, possessing the right things, you know, I mean, even something as simple as like fixer upper, which, you know, everybody loves the show, but what, what's it causing, you know, and not that it's a bad thing, but you always want a nicer house or this, that, or you want the shiplap on your wall, you know, and we all know that shiplap, you know, it's not cheap, you know, not that those things are bad, but then it takes this, this idea that we're talking about how this money we think you know, morphs into something that we have that we need to do with rather than thinking, all right, this is God's. How can I best use it? Right. You know, and I think that's a great discussion that we're just starting. And so we're going to take a short break and come back and continue to talk about this because, like you said, the Bible talks about it a lot. So I think it's something that we need to be willing to talk about and ask honest questions about. So we'll be right back here on Younger and Older. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older. And we are having a great discussion about money. Um, and, you know, it's it's almost... I hate to say it, but within the Christian context, I think a lot of people think of it as a taboo topic, yeah. you know, because whenever they're talking about it in church or whenever, in our case, as a 501c3 nonprofit camp, whenever we talk about it, you know, people think you're talking about it so that you end up giving money, right? you know, um, and that's not why we're talking about it. We're talking about it because the Bible talks about it yeah. and talks about it a lot. And that's kind of what we've been. Well, um, because money can take the place of God. Right. You know, and it gives us control. Um, or perceived control. Yeah. Um, and there's one thing that I've learned. We, we talked in the first half of the show, and if you missed it, you know, go to uh, relate365.com, and you can you know download the podcast and listen to the first half of the episode. But uh, we talked about how recently, you know, my boys were sick, and one of the things you, you, where the rubber met the road was is fully dependent on God. You know, and that's something that we say a lot. You know, is that we need to be dependent on God, rely on God, you know, and there's a lot of, I think, Christianese things that we say, but until the rubber meets the road, in, in essence, until we actually have to wrestle with that in right. real life, is one, and, and that's, I mean, that's really what it happens. I mean, you look at James and there's, you know, these trials and tribulations that you face, and why, why is it? Everything points back to God. Right. God wants us to be at a point in our lives where we're consistently and constantly, utterly dependent on Him, yep. including with our money. Why? Because it's not our money. It's his money that he, that he gives us to allow us to, to survive in this world, in this context, to be able to live for him. Um, and now, you know, there's some of you up being saying, well, that's a little ultra 
you know, crazy conservative, but no, that's the reality it of isn't. it. It's, it's not, you know, because if you look at it, the, the people that I've seen in my life and observed to be the most free and the most effective have been those that have been generous, yep. you know, uh, yeah, regardless, the, regardless of how much money they have. Yeah. You know, now, if you had a, a million dollars, Jason, yeah. when your son got sick, could that cure him? No, you, you still had to wait. Right. Absolutely. And, and there were variables that you didn't control. Right. Who did control them? God. Exactly. And, that's, and that was the thing. You could have $10 million. It doesn't matter right. at that point. Right. You know, the, the point of the matter is money is not something that should control our lives. And it does so easily that I think everybody should have in their life a way mm-hmm. to make sure to have checks and balances to make sure that money is not controlling them, to make sure that God is. Yeah. You know, I get this question from other leaders and ministries. They'll come to me and they'll ask, um, how much money should we have in the bank? You know, should we have uh, you know a month or two months or five months worth of um, operational expenses in the bank? And 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 they're waiting for me to give them a number. Right. And normally I just look at them and say, I don't know. You say, Well, you're a very good consultant. I mean, what do you mean you don't know? I'll tell you what: one dollar in the bank that you trust instead of God is evil. Right. But what God puts on your heart—five months, six months, one month, three months—I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you trust it, right. It becomes evil money. It becomes something that's evil. Right. If that's your security blanket. You know, how much should somebody save for retirement? I don't know. I have no idea. But if you trust your money for retirement. Right. And not God, that became evil. Right. Because the reality is that it could be gone. It could be. I mean, you know, it, it could be gone A lot of retirement tomorrow. stuff is on the stock market. And look at history. It's Absolutely. not a guarantee, regardless of how many guarantees they say that they're going to guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, even the banks aren't a guarantee. They say it's guaranteed for X amount, but then... You know, what if inflation goes and things cost, you know, hyperinflation happens and et cetera, all of a sudden your money's worth half its value, whatever it might be. Right. The, the bottom line is money is something all the way through history and all the way through the scriptures that we're told we're not to allow to control us. Mm-hmm. That, that's important for us to understand. That's the way it is. Right. And uh, in fact, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, you know, as far as when you give money, people think, well, I give money. And he says this, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing hmm. so that you may be get, so that your giving may be secret. Then the father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Right. You know, the bottom line really is God will lay on your heart the people and places that you need to be generous with. Yeah. If you're walking with God, you're enjoying God and he gives you a, an abundance in money. Um, and you say, well, I don't have an abundance. You know, I w- you might. Right. You might. Well, and it's all perspective, Dave. It is. I, you know. Years ago, I wondered this, Jason. I wondered how much, if I, had, if I had more money than I needed, and I determined I did. And I did this really elaborate exercise that I'm not suggesting anyone do. <laughs> uh, but I went, and I knew our budget. Yeah. I knew my family budget. And I went, and I put it down, and I, and I said, okay, this is what I make a year. This is our budget. What I make a year, I divided it into th- uh, to 52 so that it, it, it's weekly. weekly. So regardless of how I got paid, I just reg- so I said, I'm getting this much a week. Okay. And then I said, okay, how much do I actually need a week? I divided that to seven by seven. Right. So I had, here's how much I make a day. Right. Right. Okay, so every day, here's how much I make. Right. And I realized the flaws, and if you're an accountant, you only get paid, I understand that, but I did it on a, on a whole. Right. Um, and then I went and I said, okay, what are things that I need 
Not not that I want anything else. What are things that I need? You know, you obviously you need a car and you need a house. And I'm not saying you need a Maserati, but right. you know, I mean you right. you have these needs. And so I put down or a 10.5 million dollar yeah, mansion. Somewhere. Yeah. So I put down. Here's what I need. Food wise, you know, here's a need. It's reasonable to say this is a need. Yeah. And then I added it up, and and then I divided it by 365. I mean, so I had it. Here's what I need a day. Yeah. And and this was early in ministry when I really was not making very much. Right. And I still made more in a day than I needed. Mm. Yeah. Now, did I make more in a day than I wanted? Right. Did I make more in a day than I should put away in case the hot water heater goes bad? I, I, I didn't say that. Right. All I did was a simple exercise. And I realized, and I came away from that and I talked to God about it. I said, God, and I'll ask you the question I asked God, see if you come up with the same answer. What is the purpose of my excess then? Right. Is it to be self-indulgent? Right. What's the purpose of it? Mm-hmm. And I concluded, well, it's the thing I know for sure, it's not to be self-indulgent. Right. Okay, so then what's the purpose of it? Mm-hmm. I'm still struggling with that. So yeah. I, I wish I could give you an outline answer. <laughs> I was waiting for the point, Dave, but that is the point. That is that, the point. I mean, you know, and some of, some of the listeners might be out there, you know, saying a different thing. Well, it's, I, I do that and I still don't have enough because I have this amount of college debt you know, that sort of thing, you know, and that's all the more reason to realize that, you know what, it's not about money. Yeah. And you know, there are some things, if you went out and you bought a $5 billion house and an $8 million car and all this kind of stuff, right. you know, you, you obviously are in trouble. Right. And, right. and, and having a budget and starting to come to God and say, you own it all is not going to solve that one. Right. You have to sell the car, sell the house and make some changes. I mean, go right. to the Dam- Dave Ramsey course or something and take right. it, whatever you need to do. But, but the bottom line on it is what I understood is Okay, God isn't against me uh, having heat in my house and staying warm. Right. He's not against me having a car that's reliable. I mean, he's not against that, obviously. Right. However, the excess in my life, and there is excess, is something that I need to look at and say, why do I have this? It isn't so I can be self-indulgent. It's, it's for a purpose. Right. It could be that I'm going to live to be 150 years old. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, the purpose is put it in a bank. Right. You're going to live to be 150 years old and you need to eat till then. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it could be that purpose. Right. It could be, but, but see, my sensitivity is to God, not Absolutely. to the money. Right. In other words, God, what do you want me to do with the money? Right. And even if I do give something, you know, I had a guy come once and he, he gave um, a gift. It was an old truck. Yeah. And we were thrilled. I mean, if you run a camp, you're thrilled with old trucks. You know what I mean? They, right. they are the lifeblood of what you do. And I was thrilled with this old truck. And I was just kind of slobbering all over the guy. Thank you. You know, this is so great that you gave us a truck. And he stopped me. He said, stop. I said, what? I'm thanking you. He said, stop. I don't want to hear it. Hmm. I said, really? He said, I just gave you a piece of junk. Hmm. He said, I was getting rid of this truck. Right. When you give something that costs you nothing, right. it's not a gift. Wow. And he walked away. Yeah, yeah. Didn't want a receipt, didn't want anything. It was like, you know what? I understand that this is valuable to you. Right. But it's a piece of junk to me. Right. And I don't want you to make me feel good about giving you my garbage. Right. And I, and I, I never forgot that, obviously, mm-hmm. that this guy had a different perspective. Right. Certainly, we were a poor place, and we were thankful for it and all that kind of thing. But it wasn't, 
that he was trying to gain status. It wasn't that he was he was honest. Yeah. Another story I heard of a guy. A guy. Um, his dad died, and and he inherited you know millions of dollars, and um, he was part of a nonprofit group, and and the nonprofit was raising money for something. He said, "Well, I I can give the money that I just inherited all this money, and I I, I can take care of it." Mm-hmm. And they they wanted to name the building after him. Right. And he went back to the committee and said, if you do that, I'm not even giving you the money. Right, because it's not about He that. said, first of all, let me, let me get something straight. I inherited this money. Mm-hmm. I didn't earn any of it. Right. I'm giving you something I didn't earn. Mm-hmm. I, I had nothing to do with why it's here on this planet. Right. right. It's, it's, I gave you out of my excess. Yeah. I'm, I'm not missing out on anything. Mm-hmm. If you name that building after me, I'm not giving it to you. Right. You know, and, and I thought, okay, there's a perspective. Yeah. You absolutely. know, right there. Now, I don't know what he did with the rest of the money or anything. That's not my concern. It's right, right. Interesting story. But, but what God says in Matthew is very simple. It's, you know what, those, those who really want to give in order to receive something from it themselves, that's not a gift. Right. That's not a gift. I've told my family so many times when you love God and you love people, you just love to give. Absolutely. You love to give mm-hmm. because when you love, love gives. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. So um, I've warned uh, my daughter, you know, gets married and I warn her future husband, you're coming over at Christmas, look out. <laughs> we love giving things to people. Yeah. And he just looked at me and said, no, you know, we do. I, I, no apologies. I'm, I'm not trying to spoil anybody. I just love giving. Right, right. And so look out, I want to give. Right. And you're in our family, and I'm looking, I'm going, you know, I'm in a store, and I buy a shirt for me. I buy one for him. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. It was a good deal, and I like it. He might like it. You know, it's, it's like. <laughs> he might like it. <laughs> it. It's one of those things. Right. You know, it's oh, like, absolutely. Like, the thrill is in the giving. Right. It's interesting. Um, I would take something home, show it to my wife, and, you know, I gave this away or did that. She's never said, you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the opposite. She takes care of the money in our home. Yeah. And she will come to me at times and say, you know, I think we ought to give this amount to this person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If, if, we, if we both ag- agree to give to something, sometimes we'll write down, if we, if she's, she'll say how much, and I go, I don't know. And what that means is, okay, we'll write down an amount, each of us, and whoever wrote the most, that's what goes. Hmm. Um, we don't care. Right. It's like the burden came to give some money. Yep. Why? You're praying for somebody, you're thinking about somebody, you're you're hoping you can help somebody. Right. How much should you give? Right. And you know most of the time now we don't even give it through an organization. We give it right to the person. Yeah. That yeah. way it all goes to it them. It goes to them and we're not that interested. I mean in in defense I'm not against people using tax breaks, I'm really not. I, right. I, we're not in the income bracket where we're going to use a tax break that right, much anyway. Right. So maybe it's all <laughs> null and void to me anyway. Right, but right. Uh, the true, the, the, the truth is we want to encourage the person. Right. And if we can make it anonymous, if, if you can do that, even better yet. Right. Because um, we've had anonymous gifts here at camp. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, to this day, I'm so thankful they're anonymous because the only person to thank is God. Right. Absolutely. Isn't that a wonderful thing for somebody to do with their resources? To mm-hmm. give in a way right. where those who get it have nobody no to thank. Right. Nobody to thank but God. Right. Um, I get to see the giving records for 
those who give here. And every once in a while, someone will ask me if this person gives or whatever, and I won't tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know somebody has to see those records. Right, right. But it's my responsibility to keep those private. Right, and it doesn't matter what people give. No. Or how much they give. And and God says, don't. Jesus said, you know what? This is a private thing. Your left hand doesn't even know what your right hand's doing. Right. Yeah. And so hopefully you've been encouraged um, in the show here. And uh, as you think about giving, don't feel, don't do it out of compulsion. Do it out of just wanting to be a part of what God's plan is and just have fun with it and see what God does with you. So we thank you for joining us on this episode of Younger and Older, and we will see you here next time.